my dad, he turns around and just plops next to Russell Westbrook. And I see Kevin Durant. He was a little bit mad that my dad didn't care to say anything to him. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Burners and Basketball. Uh, make sure to tweet us your burner takes or hot takes, hashtag burner take, and email us at burnersandbasketball at gmail.com. Right, Adam? That's our email. Yep, and on Twitter at Burners and Beeble. There you go. There you go. So, this has been like a really exciting week um, in the basketball community. And it's not like one specific thing has happened. It just feels like a lot of, a lot of things have happened. Um, first of all, this is an NBA podcast, but let's give a quick shout out to the amazing men's and women's NCAA games. Um, Adam, what was, how did you feel about the ending of that Gonzaga game last night? Yeah, that, that shot by Jalen Suggs was, was pretty insane, especially after earlier in the game he had that great block and then he threw basically a full court bounce pass uh and that was you know already like whoa the, that guy is really good and obviously the shot he hit i mean is if there's ever a clutch shot that's it right there uh, so we'll see if <laughs> they can uh, yeah if, if we'll see if they can uh if they can close the deal on their undefeated season tomorrow night but yeah jalen suggs i mean wow that was that was pretty incredible why do you sound like you're like like you're just like giving like a little summary? Like, wow, what a clutch shot! We'll see if they can. What do you want me to say? It was a clutch shot. What, what do you <laughs> no, want? You just from had me? no emotion. You were just like saying everything so matter of factly. But yes, it was a clutch shot. My favorite part of it is LeBron. Like, I I love LeBron, and I just think LeBron is hilarious. Hashtag Wash King, and his tweet where he was like, "I knew as soon as he pa- I said when he passed half court." He's gonna he's gonna pull yeah. up in, in a game or not. And someone was like, LeBron, like, why do you like have to make every single thing about yourself somehow? And I don't know, yeah. as a Leo, um, sorry to bring astrology into this. Actually I'm not. Uh as a Leo, I just like relate to kind of making things about yourself. So shout out LeBron. Speaking of LeBron, uh the Space Jam two trailer came <laughs> out. Do you have any thoughts that you want to put out there on the Space Jam trailer? Do I have any thoughts? So other than dressing up as Lola Bunny for Halloween this year, y'all, I'm about to like expose myself. Oh my God, this is embarrassing. I'm like, I don't want to say I've never seen Space Jam, but like I've never seen Space Jam. Oh man. <laughs> but here's the thing. I like have, but like not in a way where I like immersed it. Like I have watched it. It has been on. I have... I am aware of the storyline. I, but it's not something that like I'm passionate about, which is fine. I mean, I guess, I mean, in my eyes, like we didn't grow up with like MJ as our goat. So like, it's true. It's not magical to us. Like it was to other people. It's not iconic to us. Like it was to other people. Um, like I think something like the last dance is a better way for us to like take in MJ's. Yeah, for sure. Legend. But people are just like so critical of LeBron, no matter what. Um, it's insane. Like, what? Like, it was a great, it was a lovely trailer. Kids are going to love that movie. We don't care if you have a criticism. Yeah. And 
Like, it's just a movie. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah, the people Anyways. on NBA Twitter who who are, like, outraged over details of the Space Jam trailer, like, <laughs> you guys are not the intended audience of this movie. Like, okay, they kind of are, though, because, like, they're probably, but like, are they? 10. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess whatever your interpretation of, like, random NBA Twitter people is, uh, okay. they might be the audience. NBA Twitter? Can we talk about NBA Twitter for a second? Sure. I mean... I saw, I wish I could, I wish I could, um, cite who said this. I, I'll go back later and try to find who said this, but I saw a tweet. Um, I don't remember. And it was like, NBA Twitter is like not, it's like, it's, it's divided and it's different than like people like basketball Twitter or sports Twitter. And basically like, what is this? Like, like why, like, why is like this like ratio? Yeah. It's so weird. Like, and we all just kind of like ignore it. Yeah, there are like two NBA Twitters. There's the one that we're a part yeah. of, which is like, you know, actual people. And then Stop there's the it. one that we pretend doesn't exist, where it's like a bunch of 16 year olds whose Twitter okay, handles are like. We're not age shaming on this podcast. We love the 16 year olds, but we <laughs> also like you. Who oh no, that sounds weird. We love everyone. <laughs> we love everyone equally. But definitely, it's funny like and i don't like everyone who's on that side of twitter everyone who isn't the same like there's a lot of people who like are on that side of twitter that are not just obsessed with like constant ray showing people that actually have things to say it's just funny like the fraud like win a real ring that's what we're talking about here we're not talking about like yeah you know what i mean because like i like i like this new but it's it's just weird like this new like spamming anyways um nba twitter we love all of you except some of you except for the zoomers even though we're <laughs> zoomers too literally like we're not above anyone yeah but we can but pretend to be true true um so this week before we get on to like actually talking about basketball um some weird shit has happened this week uh <laughs> okay let's see so we got our man paul pierce we don't really need to even talk about that because it's not like something you have takes about. And then what else happened, Adam? Help me out here. Uh, there was the whole Kevin Durant, Michael Rappaport fiasco. Uh, yeah. That was certainly unpleasant to read about and listen about. Uh, we saw the Warriors get like absolutely obliterated by the Raptors. Uh, yeah. I don't think the Raptors even had Kyle Lowry and they were up by 60 at one point. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not talking about basketball yet, Adam. We're talking about the stupid drama. Oh, that okay, if we're just talking about world. stupid drama, uh, Blake Griffin. Uh, it happened in a game, but Blake Griffin had there was there were some theatrics there. He was playing against his former team. Uh, mm-hmm. He got double technicals with Isaiah Stewart, uh, who's a rookie for the Pistons, and now it seems like everybody there loves because he stood up to Blake Griffin. Uh, the Blake thing is weird because it's not like, you know, if the Pistons had traded Blake Griffin and then he comes back and he plays well and it's like, all right, you can, you know, flex on those guys, that team traded you. Blake Griffin like requested to leave and was bought out to yeah. like to go to a team after being bought out and then pretend yeah. like you're like the, like that this team is your like enemy. They did you so dirty. And like right. also like, it was just so uncalled for and weird. Like, Whenever I used to hate on Blake Griffin, because, like, the Grizzlies and Clippers had these, like, 
Oh, yes. You know, we had some, we hate, like, I hated him. Like, young Molly, as if I'm not still young, like, baby Molly was, like, literally calling him words she didn't understand yet. Like, nice. like, like I remember I saw people calling him, like, the P word on Twitter. And I yeah. was like, ha And, like, I, I might have, like, tweeted that. And my dad was like, Molly, do you know what that means? <laughs> And I was like, no. This and is what like, happens when that. young children get children. Literally, literally. Like, I was like, Blake Griffin is a blank. And like, and like, I didn't know what it meant. Like, I just saw other people saying it. Anyways, I'm, but people were always like, he's a really great guy. Like, his teammates love him. He's just kind of like, seems like a punk on the court. But like, mm, this the, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like his Pistons teammates. Yeah. And like, much. that's a bad look too, to be like, oh God, I'm about to like, act like he's like an old man i don't even know what he is but an older more seasoned nba player with like a lot of like younger guys you know yeah it's like a bad look to be like like nasty to them i don't know it's like you should like yeah it's just weird it's really weird weird. because like what is he mad at the players on the pistons for like i don't know he played with them and then you know and i'm all for players like trying to force their way out of situations they're not happy with so like i don't care that he forced his way out but like he forced his way out so why is he pretending that the problem is anything other than like he just didn't want to be there uh you know (laughs) to to be like going after the guys who you were playing with seemingly for no reason is a little odd and i've always liked blake uh, kind of the opposite of you uh, I, but I don't it's, care it just about seems weird. It's it's I, just bizarre. Yeah, it is very bizarre. But um, so this week I actually got to go sit up close and see the Utah Jazz when they came to town against the Grizzlies. Um, first of all, I love like my little weird like excitements when I sit up close and get to see a team for the first time, you know, cause it, it's really cool. Like seeing these players like right in front of you, it's, it's really cool. And it's also cool how like some that you don't think you're ex- like are going to be cool are like weirdly cool. Like someone you're like, not necessarily, some are just more surreal to see, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Like maybe it's just the way they like look like, like Jalen Brown, um, the other day, like for some reason, he like looked like he was like out of two k. Like it, he just felt like surreal when um, I saw him play. Yeah, yeah, I and remember. Then, I I remember a few years ago, back when the Suns were really bad. I yeah. went to a Sixers Suns game, and it, like it wasn't exciting to see the you know Suns with whatever their horrible record was, but it was cool to see Devin Booker, and he scored yeah. like forty something points, and now Devin Booker is is you know an all star. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that it is fun to see different teams come into town when uh when you get to go to NBA games frequently. Yeah, no, for sure. And like um so I used to sit like near the Grizzlies bench, but now I sit right across from the opponent's bench. And so the coolest player to see on the Jazz that was Rudy Gobert. First of all, he's just like larger than life. Yeah. And <laughs> He's so huge. Like, you know, these guys are huge, but like when you see them, like when he's, when he's making someone like JV, like not look huge, that's when, you know, stuff is crazy. Anyways, I'm just like very, I want to give Rudy Gobert a shout out because we didn't like mention his name, like as I don't think we should have mentioned his name in our MVP episode, but like what a force 
Yeah. And what like an impactful player. I mean, I mean, he's he changes like like I'd argue he could be one of the most impact impactful players on his team in the league. Yeah. Offensively and defensively, one little move he'll make like can change the entire possession. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I mean his his defensive impact at this point is like almost silly how good he is. Um, it is. And yeah, I saw him up close when the Jazz were in Philly a couple months ago. And that is a large man. Not only he's huge, but his arms are so long too. It's like really yeah. one of the crazier <laughs> bodies I've seen of an NBA player in person. Um, it really is. And yeah, really you're exactly is. right. I think he's leading the league in field goal percentage. So like clearly there's something there offensively because, you know, he could catch just about anything and immediately dunk it home. Uh, but defensively, he's blocking almost three shots a game, which is a career high. Uh, it's It really is almost unreal the, the way that he can impact the other team's offense just by being so yeah. massive. Down okay, there. I'm about to say something that I don't think people have said, but it's kind of true. Okay, ready? Ready. I Because it just came to me. Rudy Gobert, why don't people love him? Why isn't he loved? People love guys like that. You know why? Why? Because he was patient zero. No one's forgetting that. Even though we're over it because we know it's, even though it was a dumb thing to do. It, he was like, do you remember when that video of him crying came out when he didn't make the all-star game? Yeah. People were like starting to be like, oh, I really like this guy. Respect, like showing emotion. I was one of them. He was on the way to being like a Joel, a Jokic, someone that people love throughout the league. But I think now it's a little awkward. Yeah. It, it, nobody's ever going to forget that night when he tested positive and when no. he had touched everybody's <laughs> microphones beforehand. And <laughs> that whole, you know, the whole craziness that ensued in the league getting suspended that night. Oh, my uh, God. And yeah. You know I mean, I, I think I think he certainly doesn't get as much respect as he should. Uh, I don't think I he's agree. as good as the Jokic's and Embiid's of the world, but he's right there in that next tier as far as elite big men go. Uh, and I, you know, if I need one defensive player, give me Rudy Gobert over anyone else. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about that jazz team, speaking of like the COVID stuff, it kind of felt like they were doomed when that happened. I mean, Donovan was literally like speaking publicly saying things that were very like, there were stories, you know what I mean? About Donovan, like seeming like he, it wasn't, he wasn't sure if he could even like forgive Rudy. It seemed like maybe they would have to split them up. Like, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And that kind of just disappeared. And like, it was never actually a thing. And they were able yeah. to just now be like, are they the best team in the league? So far that I think they have been. Yeah. Yeah. And like respect. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, going before the bubble happened, everybody was saying like, you know, these guys have so much bad blood that they might, that the jazz might have to trade one of them. And then it was like, okay, let's go into the bubble and try to win games. And then we can figure out the rest later. And now mm. it's seemingly just gone out the window. And yeah, those two are both playing very well, especially Rudy, who, who, I mean, as we've spoken at length about already is such an impactful defensive player. And that's part of why the jazz have been so good. Yeah. I mean, when you have a guy like Mike Conley, I think it's impossible for like any drama to happen because he's just the most pure. Yeah. Angel Zero technical fouls. Mike Conley. No bias here. Me calling him the most pure angel on this earth. It was so funny. So at the end of the game, it it was pretty close. And Mike was at the line in a situation where like 
if he made both free throws, it was over. Um, you know, like, and yeah. if he had missed one, maybe we would have had a shot at it. So <laughs> when he was shooting the free throws, literally like, you know, the crowd usually like jeers that person and everyone was like, we love you, but <laughs> <laughs> like people were yelling and distracting him, but it was, it was actually one of the funnier things I've seen. And I tried to make a tweet about it, but it was hard to like phrase correctly, but it's easy to like vocalize. Everyone was like, Mike, we love you. Like do it for Memphis. Like, and then like when he made it, it's like, oh, it's okay, Mike. Like just like people just adore him. Like it, people were incapable of even like, yeah doing the clock like boo i think funny. i think the fact that mike conley has literally never been called for a technical foul as someone who is oh. in his 14th season in the nba he was drafted in 2007 and he you're wrong little... he has been called oh he does since so, when? so 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 once it was an nba game i forgot who we played he got a technical foul um what had happened was the story was, I, I didn't know the details until um, the Grizzlies broadcast guys told this story recently. Brevin Knight and Pre- Pete Pranica, they're great. Um, they were telling the story. So I think the ref might have, everyone was kind of complaining and the ref might have said something like, next person to talk to me is getting teed up. And yeah, I actually just looked it up and the technical foul was <laughs> rescinded by yeah. the NBA after the And finish. right after the game, the referee felt so bad that he instantly like apologized to Mike and was like, it was a misunderstanding. Like that was not a technical foul. And I just think that makes it even better. Like it makes it better. Yeah. I mean, you could tell from how happy everyone was when he got uh, put in the all-star game. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's a guy who nobody has a bad word to say about great players, wonderful career. Obviously, you know, better than anyone. He's a great guy as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I really think like never getting teed for almost 15 years like considering yeah like i i watch the sixers every night and like dwight howard seemingly gets like eight <laughs> technical fouls every night and Wait, dwight howard gets more technicals in like five minutes than mike has gotten in a, in a career in it's career. really true dwight got thrown out of two consecutive games for getting two we technicals love him for that. early on yeah listen dwight howard has you know, has a certain energy about him that i enjoy <laughs> where he just like totally disregards the rules of basketball and like, will just know. like recklessly foul someone. And then is just absolutely stunned when the ref calls it a foul. He, he, will, he commits the Kinda most like obvious. Cousins vibes. Yeah. He commits like the most obvious penalties and then like could not possibly look more surprised when the whistle was, which I enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I, this is just like me really wanting to talk about this. Adam, when I tell you, you have to watch everyone listening. You have to watch last chance you basketball. I'm on episode five and I'm enjoying it very much, but I don't, I kind of just wanted to mention it, but you talking about Dwight reminded me like, of you really see like the mental, like it's so easy to watch it and be like, come on, like, how are you getting teed up, man? Like, just like close your mouth. But like, you don't know unless you played, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how frustrating that can be. Like if you feel like you're just completely like getting like is is annoying for fans that it is, is it is when our favorite players don't get calls. Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people are too hard on guys for getting technicals when if we were in their shoes, like, are we just going to like shut our mouths? I don't know. Yeah. Certainly easier said than done. Uh, yeah. When you, you know, when there's a lot on the line with every game. Uh, 
so but yeah that that and that's part of what you know it speaks to how great mike conley is that he's never lost his cool really yeah right it doesn't mean other people are bad it just means he's yeah amazing yeah um speaking of favorite players mr joel Embiid has returned he has returned what does this mean adam it's the mvp race is he gonna fly back in it or is it too late and with him resting sometimes is it just gonna be hard for him to really get back up to that number one spot yeah i think it's gonna be tough for joel and lebron too who's obviously been hurt for a few weeks now because not only has Nikola Jokic been so good but you know, he's been basically an Iron Man. He hasn't really missed any time. Uh, and wait, it's not... wait, wait, Adam. What? We didn't even talk about the game tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, the uh, the Sixers without Embiid, who was resting, uh, they played Molly's Grizzlies. Did not go well for me. Adam, and I have a you... new Twitter profile picture to, to show oh, that. Everyone go look at it right now. Everyone look at it. At Sixers, Adam, he... Change his profile picture to his favorite player. He was telling oh me how God. the guy stop in his that. profile picture. You stop that right now. <laughs> you stop that right now. It's it's been his favorite player since he was since he was a kid, and Grace Allen was a Duke. <laughs> Very clever. Maybe, yeah, Molly. Molly and I had a bet. The winner of Sixers Grizzlies got to choose the other person's Twitter profile picture for twenty four hours. Uh, the Sixers really let me down big time. Grizzlies blew them out. Uh, and then yes. uh, I have a picture of Grayson Allen holding a puppy as my Twitter mm. avatar for the next 24 hours and have At already lost many followers from it. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. <laughs> I've lost like 20 <laughs> oh followers God. from it. You're lying. No, swear to God. That's hilarious. People the hate power. people hate Grayson Allen to the point the that like I Allen. made clear several times that it was a joke and it wasn't my choice to have Grayson Allen and people I still are following me. Y'all, that just shows that like I'm kind of evil. Like I'm an evil genius. Listen, like I could have made a jaw, you know, like haha, look, he's a Grizzlies fan, but I chose a player who everyone hates. They killed his team by the way. That they, they humiliated the Sixers tonight. Oh, Holding a puppy. Like <laughs> Like looking like like as if Adam is just really a fan of this guy, and look how pure my favorite player is holding this puppy. I I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm scared. My mind, I I'm scared of it sometimes. What were you gonna make me change mine to if y'all had won? See, I am not as evil as you, so I was just gonna <laughs> do like some picture of Joel Embiid. I did I did actually consider something with Zion. Uh, oh, which would have been fun because you know you hate Zion. I know you don't actually hate Zion, no, no, but I'm going to no, pretend no, no, you do. No, no, no. Since Molly hates Zion, I was almost going to do. I that. don't hate Zion, but I'm a. It's it would be very. It would be. Your, I would never. Your followers would not be <laughs> enthused by it. No, I. It would be awful because you know Jaws, my guy. So definitely that would. Yeah, have been I would have done something funny, choice. but not something evil. Uh, and I was hoping that you also wouldn't do something evil, and yet here we are. Uh, oh. I have Grayson Allen holding a puppy on my Twitter account right now. If you look at my camera roll right now. Okay, so first I was considering doing um, Joel Embiid photoshopped into a Grizzlies jersey. Huh. Uh, Would have been pretty good, but still has Joel Embiid in it. Yeah. You know, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, there's not even much to say. Listen, I got to brag. Like, I... I'm an obnoxious NBA fan and you're getting this firsthand. I'm when I'm when my team loses, 
it's embarrassing because I talk too much shit, but it's okay. We won tonight. Um, there's really not much to say because, I mean, we were better in every single way. Yep. We had total when blowout. Grayson Allen is destroying Ben Simmons. Yeah, not <laughs> really, not great for this. me. We we agreed really to great. we agreed to this bet at halftime. And I think the Sixers were down like six points or eight points. Yeah. So they definitely still had a chance. And I was like, all right, you know, minor comeback, take the lead. Yeah. You're the better team. And uh, and then they got outscored by like 20 points in the third quarter. And I was screwed. we scored. We scored. The Grizzlies scored 45 points in the third quarter. Yeah, the worst so. part is that since it was a blowout, you had so much time to think about it because you knew you were going to get to pick my picture. <laughs> Exactly. And so you got to spend the entire second half basically plotting. If you look in my camera roll right now, it's just like five pictures of Grayson Allen with dogs. (laughs) How, why is Grayson Allen taking so many pictures with dogs? Can you explain that to me? He likes dogs, okay? Okay, He likes dogs? He's trying to redeem himself, maybe. Maybe he's like, if I post pictures with dogs, they'll forget that like they despise me. There's got to be some story about Grayson Allen being with a dog. Okay, do you, do people not love dogs? Anyways. No, I love dogs, but I don't it just came out of nowhere that Y'all, y'all, y'all. I should have made it Adam No, I should have made it Grayson Allen and Ted Cruz. Oh god. <laughs> just be thankful I didn't make it that. Yeah, just, honestly now I'm, honestly now I'm kind of chilling with the with the Grayson yeah, Allen like, one oh. now that I realize it could have been like a Grayson Allen Ted Cruz Zodiac killer. Okay, but here's the thing, like, I don't like to, I like to pretend that photo doesn't exist, too. So, like, we're not, like, like, I'm not gonna, like, remind people of that. I guess I am right now. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're the uh, one who, uh, you're the one who roots for Grayson Allen. He's on my team. Hmm. I'm gonna root for everyone on my team unless they have done something criminally violent, which, uh, ah, or Or if they're Myers Leonard. Yeah, or if they're Myers Leonard. Yeah. (laughs) Not Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, okay. not a friend of the Burners and Basketball podcast. No, he's not. Let's circle back. Speaking of Myers, let's circle back to um, Kevin Durant, Michael. I'm not going to try to Rappaport. pronounce his last My, name. Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport. Interesting that um, they he got the same fine. And I'm not saying an opinion yet. I'm just saying it's interesting that they got the same fine. Um I guess literally the way I see it, I know I, I really didn't read too much into the messages. I maybe like skimmed them, but I, I definitely heard he said um, some homophobic offensive things. But to me, the difference, it the interesting part is that it was a private message as opposed to Myers Leonard publicly doing this. That's where it gets tricky to me. Um, a public message where they're both going back and forth. But what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like certainly uncomfortable. Uh, and a yeah. lot of the words used were words that, uh, aren't meant to offend someone like me. So I'm not going to, you know, pretend that I know exactly what to yeah. say and feel about things like that. Um, That's of course, true. That's of true. course it's like disappointing to see. Cause like everybody, loves talking about, you know, Kevin Durant on social media. Uh, and usually I know, it's fun. Like the inspiration. Right. Usually it's name. funny stuff. And this was like, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, pretty ugly and stuff that got out there. Um, yeah. And I think people kind of glazed over the um, 
like I said, I don't really like see the comments like homophobia is never okay. Um, any form of hate is never okay and should be, uh, should be punished. But it's interesting how, like, I think people focus more on like that guy sucks, like Michael, like piece of shit yeah. than like what was being said. So I think that kind of blurred, um, the reaction. I think it would have been interesting to see what the reaction would have been if he had said that to someone who like, wasn't like a notoriously like a yeah. shitty person on the internet. Um, yeah, Again, I, I definitely I think the reaction would have been different in, in that I circumstance. Um, but, you know, you got to treat it the same way regardless, because even, you know, even someone like Michael Rappaport, who everybody on the Internet seemingly thinks is annoying, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't get, of course, it doesn't, you know, you never have a free pass to use words like that. Um, yes, yes, yes. So yes, okay. definitely a disappointing thing, but, uh, you know, we got to move on. We got to move on. Kevin Durant seems like he sometimes loses yeah. his sense of control on the internet. And, you know, we can all relate, although sometimes you, you take it too far. And I guess sometimes you things need to have consequences. Like I said, I didn't really read the messages, so I can't really speak on them. Anyways, um, let's... Okay, so this week, this week, before we wrap up, we got to talk about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook had an insane triple-double. Adam, give us the numbers. You're the numbers guy. Uh, Yeah, he had 35 points, 21 assists, and 14 rebounds in the same game. Uh, And it's, you know, I've never really been a Russell Westbrook guy. Like, in general, I've always, like, preferred Steph and Harden and those types. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, Russ seemingly at the beginning of the year was kind of falling off a little bit. Uh, and even not as a Russ guy, it is cool to see him back to putting up crazy stat lines. He's been really good recently. Um, and, you know, I've always thought he's a tad overrated, but still an amazing player who's had an excellent career. And uh, yeah. seeing him look more like, you know, the version of him that, you know, won an MVP was was pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. I, I really like Russ. Um, Russell's someone that I kind of hated similarly to Blake Griffin. We used to play OKC a lot. And then I kind of started being, wait, I like this guy. He has, <laughs> I was like, I like his energy. And yeah. then I, I was, I was at Cameron Payne. Um, I don't know who he plays for now. The he Suns. was on OKC. The Suns. Okay. I was on, I was at Cameron Payne's jersey retirement on accident. Um, so I was at Cameron Payne Jersey retirement on accident because my friend was a cheerleader at his high school and she wanted me to come. This was when I was in high school. Um, she wanted me to come see her cheer and I'm sitting in the bleachers, two rows in front of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. This is a really funny story. And, um, that's, so that's happening. Uh, no one is going near them because like, that's not, you don't do that. They had guys that looked like sort of security sitting around them. Um, but my dad, you guys have not had the pleasure of hearing stories about my dad. I'm sure I can tell more as the podcast goes on. My dad has no fear in the world and will talk to anything that moves. So yeah, I, I, he gets, he stands up. I'm like, Oh, he's going to the bathroom. Right. He turns around and just plops next to Russell Westbrook. Like there's an empty spot next to him. He plops down and the security guards are kind of looking at him like, uh, like, cause like, it's not like you're not allowed to do that, but like no one was going to do that. And they're talking for like 
five, eight minutes. And the whole time I'm kind of, I keep looking back and I see Kevin Durant like inching forward, kind of like, like going like this because he was, he was a little bit mad that my dad didn't care to say anything to him, even though he probably didn't, <laughs> he probably didn't want um, to be bothered as I'm sure Russ didn't either. He kept like, like kind of leaning forward. He was literally jealous that my dad was not interested in him, which I thought was really funny. Wow. Anyways, Russell is walking down the bleachers after the game and he looks at me and he goes, is this your daughter? And he gives me the biggest hug. Wow. Yeah. He gives me, he wraps his arms around me and gives me a bear hug. And I love Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I didn't know that story. Yeah. So yeah, I know it kind of was long, but it has a good ending. Um, so yeah. ever since that, it's like kind of impossible for me not to just adore him because when you're a high school, young high school kid who is the biggest MB who is falling in love with the NBA, who thinks these people are freaking superheroes and one of them just gives you a bear hug, like that's so cool. Um anyways. Yeah, I mean for all yeah, for all of his flaws on the court, it doesn't seem like anybody doubts that Westbrook is a great guy. Uh, yeah, it seems like but, everyone but also, who's played with him loves him, even if he's a little yeah. intense sometimes. Um, yeah, he's one of those like, I mean, like to me, like I just I see a guy like that. And I, I think he's one of those like kind of like iconic figures. Uh, the way he plays is unique. I know there's a lot of con- like conversation about it was Kenny Beecham um, who said I loved this. What he said, he was like, people give people hate for not winning things. But then they also give people hate for wanting and going to join super teams. You know what I mean? Like right. Russell's a guy who who has, has stayed loyal to a team for a very long time. Um, was in a weird situation next, and now he is with the Wizards, who obviously aren't great. But I don't know. I think I don't know the answer to if he is a winning player or not. But I think people also. I do have respect for him for like what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, the one thing you can always say is that Russell Westbrook is going to play harder than anyone else on the floor. Uh, yeah. And that matters. And, uh, it does. you know, especially like, you know, a game like tonight for the Sixers, for example, it's just some Sunday night in the middle of the season. They're playing a team they don't usually face. And, you know, they just kind of lie down and get beaten badly. Like no team with Russell Westbrook is gonna lose that is gonna lose that game by you know a ton of points and and even if he doesn't end up winning the game he brings an energy to the floor that is just <laughs> terrifying for other teams like if I were in the NBA yeah. that would be one of the guys where it was like oh crap we got to play Russell Westbrook this is gonna be awful even though he's never won a game in his life man his energy. <laughs> He, it's yeah, really no, true. He has, he has like an aura about him that is like yeah. almost intimidating because nobody matches his like athleticism and power and yeah. effort. I mean, the athleticism is clearly what makes him stand out um, in a lineup. I agree. And I would love to see, I don't know what it would take for the, I mean, they have freaking Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. I don't know exactly what it would take. I guess they have Denny. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Young guys that we'll see, but that would be a team that 
I would like to root for. Um, uh, yeah, Drew Holiday, four years, $160 million. Obviously, it's a ton of money. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had a great year. He's been really helpful for them. Um, they gave up so many picks and swaps and players to get him to begin with. Uh, so it makes sense that they want to lock him up long term. Uh, yeah. Very, very happy for Drew. Uh, mm-hmm. as a, an, another guy who, you know, every like Conley, everybody in the league loves and respects Drew Holiday. Um, yeah. And, you know, I also have an affinity for him because he got drafted by the Sixers. I got to watch him kind of mature before he went to New Orleans and turned into yeah. a real star. Um, yeah, I I started watching. I started really paying attention to New Orleans um, when Quincy Pondexter got traded there because I was a big Quincy fan and Drew Holiday. It was it was kind of cool to see him like improve continuously. And I guess as contracts continue to increase, that's what's going to happen. You're going to see yeah. players continue getting a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, Good for <laughs> who Drew. Name. Who else's name can I mess up tonight, y'all? <laughs> okay, I think that means it's time to go to bed. Um, everybody, I really appreciate y'all listening. Do not forget to like, review, um, follow us on Twitter. Remember to hashtag burner take any burner takes you have or text us. Email us. Uh, don't text us. <laughs> Burners and basketball at gmail.com. I am Molly Morrison, and Adam, sign us off with your enthusiastic sign-off. Here's insert enthusiastic sign-off right here. All right. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, everyone.